0: What's up guys this Cachin Limited to have another episode of Shotlock to Kingdom Hearts for you guys. This is episode four and uh, I don't really have anything to talk about before starting the actual podcast. Um if you missed last episode I do have this podcast on more audio services now, so like uh check out the list here and in the description. I'm recording this kinda kinda early, so I'm not sure if it's On Apple podcast now I talked about that last episode word isn't if it is it'll be in the description so like look in the description if you are interested in listening to this uh, show on audio services but other than that I don't really have anything to talk about so let's just get straight into the postings Welcome to the postings where I talk about Kingdom Hearts news and today we're going to be talking about the IGN Brazil interview, I'm getting this from uh, KH13.com so visit the website if you want to look at this news in more detail. So this is going to be kind of a shorter posting, there's not too much information here that I really want to talk about but uh, there are a few p- points that I did jot down to talk about. So the first thing is about Nomura's favorite character, I found this very interesting. So in this he uh, mentioned that his favorite character is Anselm's Secret of Darkness since he tends to agree with his points more, at least the dark side's Point more rather than Sora's, he mentions like he doesn't like you know, he doesn't like Sora as much because he doesn't like tend to agree with him. Which I found kind of interesting especially like when you're like the main director of a game and you know you're, you're always trying to you know favor the light side more or at least light side literally in this case where you know they're the good guys you have to win at the end. So it's kind of funny finding out that he actually tends to agree with the dark side more and I'd really want him to kind of talk about this point more like what about the other side he agrees and this kind of goes with one of my uh, past episodes where I talk about where in Kingdom Hearts 3 I wanted it to be more mature. Like the series be more mature in the sense where they talk about motivations more and when it comes to the dark side when it comes to xehanort or Anne or Zemnis or whoever i want their motivations to be talked about more so like since he agrees with the points i'm assuming they're gonna have more motivations they are gonna go into more reasons into why they're doing what they're doing why they're trying to rest kingdom hearts why you know they want more darkness or whatever so it's kind of interesting to see that he agrees with them and i kind of really like that he said this because i also mentioned in a previous episode where since they're going to be well if they give motivations for the dark side it'll kind of uh, split the communicate uh, the community more into like liking a side because A lot of games if they do a bad job writing for the bad guy side you're automatically going to be on the good guy side because you know they're the good guys you're gonna stick with them but like in some series one example is uh Black Panther. A lot of people liked the villain. A lot of people kind of like, you know, liked his motivations. And there were some fans who agreed with his motivations. And because of that, there was actually like an obvious split in the community, in the community where people were either with Black uh, Panther or the villain, which was Killmonger. So I feel like if they have something like that for this series, that'd be awesome. I would love if there's some people that are like, no, Sora's side. I don't really agree with them. I actually fully agree with Zaynor what he's doing. Makes sense, and that's the side I'm on. And that'd be cool if they actually do get to that level of writing and that level of motivation where we. would you know actually want to be on Zaynor's side because right now I really don't see the need to He's he's a good character, but he doesn't seem to be so like deeply written and like I, again I don't really know his motivation so much where I want to be on his side. But if he is written like a lot more you know deeper, if he has more detail into his character, and if there's a reason that like Namora like agrees uh, like with the dark side here, he writes anti secret of darkness specifically. I think that'd be really cool. So that's what I at least gleaned from this statement. So I think it'd be awesome if we kind of got more information from the dark people side and like gave us a reason to actually like them. Another uh, statement is in Nomura said that he has no bounds on dark themes and he's okay with anything dark as long as it's not too violent and it's not directly on screen. I mainly put this point here and want to talk about it today because in one of my past episodes I talk about uh, again like when, uh, like how Kingdom Hearts 3 could be more mature since he did say it's gonna be more darker and what I said that there, there's probably gonna be deaths but it's not gonna be in the traditional sense where like you'll see like a death directly it'll probably like kind of off screen if it is gruesome and if it's not gruesome it's just going to be them like fading away into light or darkness or whatever it be like how Axel went away or how xian went away and this i just put it because it seems to so directly you know like say that that's right if there's going to be anything you know like dark in this game it's not going to be violent like i said it's not going to be like well it's not going to be too violent and if it is it's probably going to be directly off screen so like anything that happens it's probably going to be like the same way king Wars is going to happen and this again brings me to the point of how is Kingdom Hearts is gonna get darker then, and like I said, it's probably just gonna be more mature. It's gonna have darker themes, but it's not gonna be like darker and kind of like a flat sense where it's just like oh kill, 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 death, 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 death. It's gonna be more like about sacrifices and how to deal with them. At least in my opinion. That's how I think it's gonna go. So that's at least what I think it's gonna be when it comes to darker themes in Kingdom Hearts three. And I think this statement that Nomura gave kind of gives us a more of a narrower path of like what we can speculate towards and how it's gonna be darker. And the last thing is that Nomura mentions that his favorite world hasn't been revealed yet. So in the interview, someone asked him, or the interviewer asked him like you know what's your favorite world and he said that it hasn't been revealed yet now that's pretty interesting because you know a lot of people started speculating what this world can be and i see people speculating like saying certain worlds or at least certain movies that are going to be in the game based on this but the thing is he didn't say that his favorite movie is in the game he said that his favorite world hasn't been revealed so like say i think people were saying his favorite movie is lion king maybe and like they said like because of this it's going to be in the game the thing is that doesn't mean anything like he's just because it's his favorite movie doesn't mean that's the world that he likes the most in the game. It could be like his fourth favorite movie, but because that's the only one in the game that has to be his favorite world automatically, or he could just like the world for any other reason. But what it can be, I have no idea. I don't know what it could be. But I thought it was pretty cool that it's kind of a tease, and like maybe he'll tell us when it does get revealed. So yeah, and maybe it won't get revealed. Like this is something that's kind of new for me in terms of Kingdom Hearts. Is that I'm actually. You know, looking at the news for a new Kingdom Hearts game. Every other Kingdom Hearts game before this, it was never like this. I was never like seeing the world reveals. I wasn't like you know staying onto the news and th- and like you know it, like keeping my finger on the pulse. It's just that when the game came out, every world or at least most worlds were a surprise to me. And when it came to Kingdom Hearts Two, my favorite Kingdom Hearts game and my first Kingdom Hearts game, uh, every world is a surprise to me. Every time I got into a world, I'm like, oh shit, this is awesome! I could actually like go around in Lion King or uh, you know Aladdin and things like that. So. I'm not sure. Let me know if you already know if you have you know followed the news for the past Kingdom Hearts games. Do they reveal all the worlds before the game comes out? Because I'm hoping they don't, and I really wouldn't like that at all i i don't like like every surprise being taken away from me because if i know all the worlds i'm not going to get any surprises in terms of what worlds are going to be in it so let me know if all the worlds are usually revealed before the game i'm hoping they aren't but i think some people have said that they usually are fully revealed which would kind of suck for me and i don't really want to go on kind of like a blackout of like news but uh, when the game does come out i am 100 percent going on blackout it's the first time i'll ever go on a blackout for a game i'll be dropping twitter dropping youtube for a bit and just play the game because i don't want any spoilers for this game and yeah so like what world it could be. Uh, actually, you know when people were saying that Lion King is his favorite movie, and I think it was Lion King, I hope I'm not missing that, and they think because of that it's gonna be in the game. Man, I would love Lion King back in Kingdom Hearts. I think he might have said that it's not gonna be in it and like i don't think there's anything pointing for it to be in it but i really want lion king to be in kingdom hearts 3. lion king is my favorite disney movie by far and one of my favorite roles in kingdom hearts i know people didn't like it because of like you know the lion mechanics but i thought it was really fun i don't care that you couldn't go to dry farms, and i feel like at kingdom hearts 3 they will let you still do every kind of mechanic now you know it's it's a bigger game i feel like they have the resources to pull it off and they wouldn't kind of like skimp out when uh, when it comes to that So, I wish Lion King would be in it. You know, focus on Lion King 2. Right? That's when they have a daughter. Kiara, I think her name was. So, like, if they could focus on Lion King 2 and maybe, like, you have to help Timon and Pumbaa babysitter. I think that'd be awesome. And I think that'd be a really awesome idea. And I kind of do want more traditional movies, too, being Kingdom Hearts 3. So far, we've been getting, you know, uh, like, Tangled. We've got in Toy Story. We've got in Big Hero 6. And these are... Even the Toy Story is not new. These are more, like recent Disney films like 3D. I want more of, like, the old-school 2D ones. I want them to bring old ones back because the, when you bring old ones back, the best part is comparing how it looked in the old games compared to the new games. Like, if we had Lion King, we'd be like, this is how it looked in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, this is how it looks in Kingdom Hearts 3, and I really want to do those comparisons because the Kingdom Shader, I feel like it would favor Lion King very well. The Kingdom Shader, so far, I feel like it's done the most awesome job for um, Olympus Coliseum. If you look at Hades, it's it, he looks so good. Like, the way his fire looks, the way, like, he looks, like, the material like they've given to the characters kingdom She looks absolutely amazing and just by looking at the hades i can completely imagine how it will look for lion king and i feel like that just, that just i would i just wish it would happen but i don't think it's gonna but lion king is something i would really want in kingdom Hearts, but uh or like any if it wasn't for that any kind of old school 2d disney movie i kind of want back in because i feel like the kingdom Shader doesn't work best for those because when you look at tangled and if you look at like any other of the movies even pirates of the caribbean they look awesome but you could tell the kingdom shader isn't like doing that kind of cartoony effect like it's doing for olympus calcium because when you have the 2d movies they have a bigger margin of control of how they can kind of give the stylistic effect that they want for them because they haven't been interpreted in 3d but with tangled and like uh, toy story and pirates of the caribbean the to To kind of mimic the the look of the movies as best as they can and if not kind of modernize it but then like other than that they don't really have more you know control over that but with the 2d ones they do so I feel like if they add more 2d movies that'd be more exciting for me and I'd really want to see how that would look but yeah that's kind of all I want to talk about in the postings uh, this IGN Brazil interview if you wanna check the entire thing I'll put a link down below but other than that let's get to the reflecting report All right, this is a reflecting report, and uh, if you don't know what the reflecting report is, is where I talk about uh, some current aspect of Kingdom Hearts, and I just want to talk about it, let you know about it, uh, tell you what I like about it, don't like about it, and so on. Now, this one is kind of a different one. I'm gonna be talking about a specific part of Kingdom Hearts Two, and that is the mansion in Twilight Town. Now, if you didn't know, recently in the past couple of years, people started to notice that uh, there's a slight connection. It could be a coincidence, but I think it's a connection between uh, the mansion in Twilight Town and Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key and a lot of people probably already know about this if you you know like in if you know about kingdom Hearts, you follow the news you probably already know about this but if you don't if you look around the mansion in uh, twilight town uh you'll see that there's a lot of kind of symbolism or like statues or designs of unicorns in around the mansion you'll see statues you see pillars you'll see in their back garden there's, i think there's like a um, something unicorn statue or fountain there and if you just look around there's a lot of unicorns there and what a lot of people have been speculating about is that This mansion belongs or is at least connected to Unicornis from uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. And when I heard about that, this was like a a mind-blown moment for me. Kingdom Hearts has been a series for me that like loves to uh, have connections with games like from the past or like you see things from the past foreshadow and you find out about it like years later and I feel like this has been the biggest example of that. It's just amazing. Uh, like I mentioned in my last episode, like when you fought Lingering Will and found out that was a connection to Birth by Sleep or in Birth by Sleep when you fought when you fought the mysterious figure, that was a connection to Dream of Distance because that was Young Zeno. That shit I love. I eat that shit up. But then this is just another example of it, and th- this is just so crazy to me. Kingdom Hearts 2 was made in what 2006 2007 and this came like came like to light like last year ish like 2017 ish and that's like 10 years and like that's the only reason why i think that it might be a coincidence i feel like it could have just been like a design philosophy they wanted for the mansion and then later they just made a unicorn guy and it might be a coincidence because 10 years that's a long time for pre-planning and like so because of that i feel like there is a chance for it to be a coincidence well assuming it's not a coincidence i feel like this could be a huge connection to the foretellers and that's kind of what i want to talk about in this re- in this reflecting report um is how the foretellers could be connected to other worlds and how is this even possible because thinking about it just like base level why would unicornis have a connection to twilight town <clears throat> sorry but uh like why would unicornis have a connection to twilight town like what's there why like do the other foretellers of connections to any other places is there like <clears throat> a lineage of each foreteller and like maybe the current unicornist if that's even a thing lived here like what's up like the, the mansion is such a mysterious thing we didn't know that much about it it was just a haunted mansion in kingdom arts 2 so we really don't know that much about it so like assuming there's a connection between them what what do the other foretellers have and i'm um, like it, it'd be awesome this the best case case scenario would be like if people went to the old games or maybe even in kingdom Hearts 3 and you go around in different worlds and you see like a place that's uh themed to like foxes for um oh, what's her name vulpes Volp something but i, I can't remember her name right now Ava, eva her and there's like yeah there's a place uh theme to her and if you go to another place it's like a snake themed place another place which is a bear themed place and that'd be very cool and i would like to like know like what worlds are connected to and why they're connected to it like if you if i'm if i'm trying to find out why Unicorn is connected to twilight town the only like base level thing i can think about and i know a lot of people have already speculated about this is that twilight town may be the present Daybreak breakdown daybreak town because if you look at both places like from unchained key and you know twilight town they don't look you know like that different like in terms of like the structures and like the houses uh the only like main you know difference you can see like right off the bat is the color twilight town is more you know orange and daybreak town is more purple but then at the same time you know the names you kind of see a connection but like at the same time all the names they've been doing are like that uh like traverse town actually no that's not really a time nah like that was more of a night city twilight town is obviously twilight daybreak is daybreak but at the same time twilight and daybreak are similar times of day so like maybe twilight town is a present daybreak town and like that i I, like that's not too far fetched in my opinion i can see that happening again the buildings look somewhat familiar it's not like we've seen a lot of daybreak anyways we're mostly like in one like area of it so i can see it happening like that it used to be purple but then an overtime you know that city has the town has browned and like i guess to give it like a brownish orange paint or just the paint is just old i can really see that happening and we do like usually see twilight town in like a twilight state where it's kind of like a sunrisey sunsetty light so that could also add to the brownish um orangish lighting so like that's the only connection i can kind of see between um unicorn is and twilight town where he had a mansion in daybreak and then like over time daybreak town just you know became twilight town other than that I don't know what the connection would be I would love to see more connections hopefully this is answered in Kingdom Hearts 2 where like it shows like the mansion and maybe if it is Daybreak Town it's more purple and we see it like when it was in its uh, you know in its new state and actually another piece of evidence of maybe it could be Daybreak Town is that when you go into the mansion it's not in a very good state you you see like everything on the ground oh my god this is amazing so like you see everything on the ground broken you go to rooms it's like everything's like shattered it looks horrible and like maybe in kingdom hearts 3 there may be a cutscene or maybe like a flashback where we get to play through where like it's in a new state and like a fight breaks down there and like damn oh that'd be amazing okay no now that i remember that everything is broken in twilight and like the mansion i can 100% see that they did plan this because like just having everything broken like for no reason i could kind of buy that they did that just you know for the sake of it but like If they did want to connect it to Kinoos Engine Key, I can see, like, something happening there, something uh, pretty important where there was some kind of event and some fight broke down between maybe Unicornus and someone else, maybe Unicornus and, like, other foretellers or, or what it may be. I feel like there is some kind of foreshadowing happening there, and I really love that people have found this and that there could potentially be more connections to the other foretellers, so, like... What other connections there may be, I don't know, but if you guys have any other ideas, let me know down in the comments. But I really loved this aspect of Kingdom Hearts and how like they foreshadowed or connected to the present of Kingdom Hearts and hope to see more of this in Kingdom Hearts 3 to the future of Kingdom Hearts. So like that's all I want to talk about the mansion. If you guys have any more ideas about this, let me know down in the comments below. I love things like this in all types of media, so if there is more I'll eat it right up. So uh yeah, so let me know down in the uh, comments below if you do know more about this. But other than that, let's just get straight to Dream Dive. Alright, welcome to Dream Dive where I talk about a dream I want in the future of Kingdom Hearts and kind of dive into it to let you know uh, about it. It's usually just kind of like a half-baked idea and you guys in the comments could let me know like a better version of it or how you guys would kind of make your own version. But this time I am going to be talking about Hold Your Pitch Force Back Post Release DLC. Now, I have a specific type of DLC I want, at least the name of it. And this is something which I would love and is, is going to be called Kingdom Hearts 3 final mix i feel like it kind of has to happen with how there's a final mix for kingdom hearts one a final mix for kingdom hearts two i feel like for kingdom hearts three there has to be some kind of final mix not in a traditional sense i know i think he's already shot down the idea of a final mix like how we used to do it and i it can be done how we used to do it That, that kind of type of thing wouldn't really work in this day and age where He creates a final mix only for Japan, and then it comes to like the West like years later. That really wouldn't fly these days. So like having a post-release DLC called final mix, and I'm not talking about like post-release like six months after the game comes out. Like it could be like a year after. Like it could be like much after because if it's called final mix, it has to be pretty substantial. And what it could be. It could be what, like, a regular Final Mix would add. It would, it could add, like, more post-game content, like I talked about in Episode 3, where it could be a secret final boss. It could be some kind of data battle thing where they add, like, a bunch of boss battles. Um, they could do what Final Mix usually does, is where they give you an option for different color schemes for the hardest. I think that'd be really cool. I don't know if they would really do that for DLC, but... I think that would be pretty awesome like especially since you're playing the game again if they give you an option like every heartless every enemy could look a bit different i feel like that's something i would do because it does give a new fresher look to all the heartless and that's something i did really appreciate about kingdom wars 2 final mix when i fought some heartless because they did look cooler in some ways in some ways it didn't look that good but i kind of like the fresh look that it did give a lot of the heartless and that's something that's not easy to do because when you design an enemy or anything for a game a lot of it has to has a reason the colors you give it and the design you give it is there for reasons so just like switching the color palette of everything is kind of hard to do especially for the designer so if they do that i feel like that'd be really really cool and that's something i'd like to see but one reason i can see that not happening is that it's not as easy as it was before before i'm assuming like the you could tell how the heartless look the textures were simpler they barely had textures they're usually just like smooth looking but in kdmr3 if you look at some of the close of the heartless they do have like more textures more like bump maps and things like that so I can see them not changing the color palette, but uh, I feel like that'd be really cool. And if they want to add something that wasn't done before in the past Kingdom Hearts games, I feel like some kind of uh, post release DLC that'd be cool is maybe another world. And when I say another world, it obviously can be connected to the main story, so it can be like in a traditional sense what you think of a world. But I feel like it could be something like um, I forgot the name of it. It was in Birth of the Sleep, the world where Queen Minnie is in, and uh, you play the ice cream mini game. What world was that? I think it might've just been like a Disney park or something. I can't remember the name, but like, you know, like the world where like Disney, I mean, a uh, queen mini is and you play the ice cream mini game. And there's a lot of mini games. Like there's a racing one too. and. I feel like they could add a world like that where it's kind of like disconnected from the main story but it's in it's a world where you know you just have fun there's maybe there's some enemies there maybe there's like a lot of mini games there maybe they could have some online component in the future since uh namura mentioned he didn't implement any online yet so if they kind of make this world the hub for all things mini games online and things like that i feel like that could be something that could be awesome and maybe if they do add the final i mean of the secret bosses or data battles in this world too that could be something that connects to the future of kingdom hearts which i mentioned in kingdom uh which i mentioned in shot locked episode three so i think that'd be cool i feel like if they do add a new world it would be something like this and it wouldn't be something like you know like an extension of the game because that kind of makes no sense in kingdom hearts when Namora makes a story he has it kind of like tightly packed he doesn't like i can't really see him doing dlc where it extends the story Now, when it comes to you know this dlc being dlc you obviously have to talk about how the you know how it's going to release what the model is going to be in terms of pricing and all that now i can see this going two ways i can either see this being like an upgrade you know for money like say 20 bucks or if not that it's going to be free now being free and being such a substantial update is really a hard thing to see. Now the reason I can see it being free is because Namura did mention in a recent interview that um if he did do DLC he wouldn't do it like the traditional model because he's not a fan of it. Now I don't think he mentioned what he meant by the traditional model but I'm sure he means like you know like games being incomplete when they're coming out and giving tons of DLC for prices which are much higher than they should be. An example at least for me is um one of a game that I like playing right now is called Dragon Ball Fighters. It's a fighting game and in like regular fighting game fashion the DLC is way too overpriced Um, at least in Canada for the for eight new characters you have to pay pretty much 50 bucks and a regular price game is 80 bucks and the fact that you're paying like almost the price of a new game for eight more characters is just way too much and the thing I hate about this most of all is that it's become so normalized where people actually begin to defend it i remember i don't play fighting games i remember when i was trying to kind of like argue against this like why is it so high people like i say on subreddits where i was talking to people were like oh shut up why are you talking about this the prices are fine it doesn't have to be lower it takes a lot of time to make these characters and i'm like i know it takes a lot of time but fit like 50 dollars, that's i could buy an entire new game with that i could buy a couple of cheap games with that i don't think that's really worth the price and I know it costs more to make it. Obviously it does. If if we're you know pricing games based on how much they were made, we wouldn't have sixty or eighty dollar games anymore. They would be like a $100, 120 dollars. They take a lot of time and money to make, but like if we're going based on the model we're using right now, DLC should not be that much. And so when it comes to the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 2, and Namora saying he's not a fan of this model of it being either it's too expensive or having a lot of DLC or having some kind of like loot box type model, I feel like he would either put like a good flat price on it, which isn't too expensive, like twenty bucks. If it's substantial, I feel like twenty bucks would be worth it or if not i think he would release it as kind of like a free update or free dlc for everyone to have if he does make uh the update important in a way like to the story say if there are data battles if there are uh, final bosses which do hint at the future of kingdom Hearts, i don't think he would put like a price on any might be able to release it for free Whether that would happen or not, I don't know, but I feel like some kind of post release content for Kingdom Hearts 3, called Final Mix or called whatever, will happen. And I can guarantee DLC will happen for Kingdom Hearts 3. They are not gonna just let this go, uh, whether they want it for money and they wanna release it for money or not. I feel like it will get DLC, like just look at Final Fantasy 15. I know that's like, a, like Apple to Orange's comparison, but they've get, been getting a lot of support since it did come out kind of as an incomplete game, but I can see them kind of giving more robust DLC for Kingdom RC and uh, what it can be. I told you my ideas. If you guys have any specific ideas, let me know down in the comments below, but I feel like you guys more than me can have a lot of amazing ideas. If you do like play a lot of games, a lot of DLC, and you do have any better ideas that can make more sense. Cause like my models may be unrealistic, but maybe you guys know certain models that would make sense for this type of game. So, So that's all I really want to talk about in terms of the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3. But yeah, that has been episode 4 of Shotlock to Kingdom Hearts. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know down in the comments below if you have any answers to any of the questions I've asked. Or if you have any suggestions for the show for the future. I hope you guys enjoy this show. Uh, Remember, the show is on audio services now. Check the description for links. And I hope you guys, you know, like, share, comment, subscribe. Let your friends know if they like Kingdom Hearts. And I'll see you later.